0: What's going on everybody? Welcome on into another post-game podcast with me, JJ. This is me, Jason Joseph. I hope you're all doing well. Hopefully you're all having yourselves a great night. Before we dive into the whole action on what happened over these last two games for the Sixers, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you hit the notification bell icon too, so that way you know when I upload and when I go live, whether it's doing a Sixers play-by-play cast, whether it's doing a post-game show. Or just a cast for anything else for the Phillies, for the Flyers or for the Patriots. I appreciate all the support, all the love and the support that you guys have given me. And uh, right now, let's talk about this team. Well, 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 so, let's start off on the positive. okay. So since we're breaking down two games, okay, I can't like fully, fully focus on just this game alone because, Last night, first of all, they're playing a bat-to-back. And I understand that they lost to the Heat in the first game of that two-game set on Monday night. And they should have won that game. And they played really terrible down the stretch. James Harden was MIA. And this team just didn't necessarily have a good flow. But last night, you know, they played really well without Joel out there. And my question coming into tonight is how is the ball movement going to be with Joel back in there in the lineup. And they started off, offensively speaking, they started off really well. The problem was, in this game, when you look at the Dallas um, offense, they just shot a lot more threes, and they made a lot more threes. That's their bread and butter. That's a part of their identity. They are outscoring teams. And this team has been averaging over 125 points per game with Kyrie in this lineup. And they are so deadly. So the fact that you just don't guard the pick and roll as well as you should, and this has been a problem for over the past three years, it came back to bite you in the third quarter. Reggie Bullock, Luka Doncic, and Kyrie Irving were steaming hot. And that's what happened. And that was how the game resulted the way that it did. Were there some very disappointing moments in that fourth quarter? Absolutely You're down by 25 points. You go on a 15 to nothing run to start things off in the fourth quarter. And you understand that when you're only up by four and Jason Kidd calls that timeout, you know, you know, as a coach, that he's going to put back in his starters. He's going to put back in Doncic. He's going to put back in Kyrie Irving. And Why isn't Embiid out there? Why? Why not? You got to maximize Joel Embiid the way that he should be maximized. And when he's not out there, he comes back in with 6.56 left in the ballgame? Come on, man. That is on Doc Rivers. That's on the coaching staff. I'm not telling you that it was all his fault because Embiid did not have a good night by any means. Embiid. Honestly, the stat sheet says one thing, but the eye test says something else. I'm not going to tell you that Joel, I don't know why I had a little bit of like a huffing and puffing situation. Sorry about that. But um, I don't know why that. that, that with Joel and B, with the way that he plays, right? You want him to attack, you want him to be on the block. But when he's engaged on the defensive side, that makes a really big difference. And tonight, the impact that he made, it wasn't really so much. There's a reason why he was minus 16 out there on the court. But at the same time, okay, when you're ready to take over the game, he has to come back in there. When Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving come back in there, why is the second unit still out there? Why? That makes no sense. And that is just very frustrating from a coaching standpoint. Tobias Harris tonight didn't have his best game. I'm not going to blame him for a lot of the stuff, but I will tell you when you're going up against a team that tends to shoot a lot of threes, you know what? We have to match them because in this league, threes are more than twos. So if they're shooting 48 threes in a game and we're only shooting 22, something has to change. I understand that Tobias Harris's role just continues to change time and time again. It seems like after every season, but the one thing that was told by the coaching staff once they got James Harden is that Tobias had to be more of a catch-and-shoot type of a guy. And tonight, he only attempted two threes. That's unacceptable. That can't happen. He needs to take more shots. The perimeter defense has to be better. And P.J. Tucker, if the matchup is not working with him on Luka Doncic, why is he out there? Why can't we change up the game plan and put Jalen McDaniels, the guy that we just traded for, to do exactly that? Why can't he guard him? Why can't he go out there and just play defense on him? Another coaching staff problem. And it's unacceptable. It really is. Is my stomach making noises? Because I can hear it. That is really bothering me. The bench played really bad tonight. The bench wasn't so good, but you also understand that it's a back-to-back and not everybody's going to be good off the bench. But only two three-point attempts by George and in 12 minutes? Come on, man. That's just unacceptable. Harden was efficient tonight from three. And he played really well throughout the first three quarters. He had a big shot, you know, in the fourth quarter to bring them back to a single-digit deficit, and that was huge. But again, I want I won Harden taking more shots. So I just, when I assessed this game, this game was just very funky because they were down by as many as 25 points it started off as a close game in that first half. And then all of a sudden they took their foot off the gas pedal. And in the third quarter, it was the, it was the guard shell for the, uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. They just were able to make so many shots and they were taking so many. It felt like that. They just could not miss. And sometimes you're going to have those games. That's understandable, but you got to contest those shots. They're getting wide open looks and they're draining threes. And it just goes back to that pick-and-roll defense that has just been a no-show for, like, over the last three years. It it really feels like that. And Reggie Bullock's draining threes. He's making five threes. Doncic is, like, getting these wide-open looks where he's draining seven threes. And Doncic is a great player. And Kyrie is a great player. But the perimeter defense has to be better. That's not on Doc. That's on the players. At the same time, though, Jalen McDaniels has to be out there on Doncic, because if P.J. Tucker's getting cooked, try something else. Just why not try it? The one thing that I've always criticized about Doc Rivers is that he doesn't adjust. He doesn't make in-game adjustments. He's the type of guy where He is just so stuck in his own ways. And he, I I feel like a broken record for saying this. He goes to the veterans, but at the same time, he also is just so stubborn to the point where it's either his way or the highway. You know what I mean? Like, that's the type of coach that he's been over pretty much throughout his entire career. I saw I think it was Justin Lever who posted on Twitter. It was a picture of Doc just looking down at the hardwood in like disbelief or you know, and he showed another picture of just his arms being folded. It just seems like every single game you get that same sort of attitude, you get that same sort of anger. And the message is just not being clear. It's not. You want to know why the Phillies and why the Eagles had so much success? Because they believed in their manager, they believed in their head coach, and not only that, but there was leadership in that locker room. And every player bought in. That's one the, that's one of the main reasons why the Phillies went to the World Series. That's a main reason why the Eagles made it all the way To the Super Bowl. Doc just does not do that for this locker room. And it's just really frustrating. Because I love this team. Night in and night out, they always give you something different. But at the same time, there's things that you could take away. Like when you watch them play. On a night-to-night basis. And tonight was just one of those nights where... The pick and roll defense just got exposed in that third quarter. And Jason Kidd actually almost shot himself in the foot because he left the bench out there for a really long time. And they almost blew a lead, the Dallas Mavericks. So, but you got to match that intensity, man. You have to. If they're putting their starters back in there and they're only down by, they're only up by four points, put and be back in. It's that simple. I understand he wasn't having the best game tonight, but if you're going to go down, you got to go down swinging, man. You do. And I wasn't even going to go on a whole Doc Rivers rant but it does play a big part with this team. People want to say that head coaching doesn't have as much to do with it, but I'm sorry, but when the coach is making these decisions, it does impact the game, man. It impacts it a lot. The rotations, the in-game like clock management, if you will, with the timeouts, and just taking advantage of lineups out there. I guess it's also part of the rotation. But the play calling, that's what I was thinking of, the play calling. I'm looking at the bench numbers right now. The Anthony Melton had a dozen points, and that was all in the first half. So as great as he was in that first half, knocking down those two threes, You know what he did in that second half? Nothing. No points. McDaniels only had six points tonight. The bench was actually a plus for the Sixers, which is funny because the only reason why is because they went on that run, but that was led by Tyrese Maxey, and Maxey has been playing really well over the last three games. you're not getting production out of Tobias Harris like you should be. You're not getting really good role-player production either. And the reason why is because you're just not, you're not matching their intensity. You're literally playing with fire, and you're not taking advantage of the mismatches that are out there. Embiid a couple of times tonight, There were some moments where I'm saying to myself, why aren't you taking advantage of the mismatches down low? You're better. You're better than that. You're stronger. You're literally going up against Luka Doncic and you're passing it out to somebody else. Take advantage of it. While, yes, the ball movement has to be a priority, if there's a mismatch on you, take advantage of that, man. You do. You got to take advantage of those things. At the same time, though, if they're shooting these threes at a high rate, match the intensity. The shots weren't falling for us in the third quarter, but a lot of the shots were twos. They took the same amount of shots as us, and yet we shot really well from the field. The offense was there tonight. The problem is, is that they outshot us. They outscored us. And in this league, it's going to come down to shooting threes. Threes are worth more than twos, man. And maybe part of it does go on the roster construction, and that ties back to Daryl Morey. But, man, I need the starters to be better. I understand it's a bat to bat, but there was no reason why that when you're coming back into this game and you cut it to a four-point deficit... You shouldn't have lost. These are the types of games that really frustrate me because I love this team, and I believe that they can go all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. I do, but they're not consistent. They're so inconsistent to the point where I look at Milwaukee and I look at Boston, I'm just like, damn. If we can just put all of this stuff together, we can totally win against those teams. It's like I'm trying to like think of a really good analogy. I can't really think of it off the top of my head, but if you've ever like watched you ever like have like those like classmates like in school where like if they were to put their mind to it and focus like on doing the homework and like focus on you know, taking the test seriously, that they would actually do really well once they put their mind to it. I'm telling you that the Sixers, they have the firepower. They just aren't consistent enough. And if P.J. Tucker is getting exposed out there on Luka Doncic, just change up the game plan, man. Tucker has to do a better job on defense. I'm not telling you that he doesn't have to do a better job because he does. At the same time, help him out. Help the team out and put Jalen McDaniels on him because at least you're trying something. And McDaniels, I understand, didn't have the best game either. This dude committed four personal fouls in the matter of like 35 seconds. I've never seen anything like that. But at the same time, if you're sticking with P.J. Tucker on him, which he was doing pretty much throughout 90% of the game, try something else, man. And finally, at the end of the game, it was like with three minutes left, it was actually working because he actually did put P.J., uh, or sorry, J- Jalen McDaniels. Why did I say P.J. McDaniels? He actually did put Jalen McDaniels on him within like the last three minutes of the game, and you saw the the difference that it made. It's not all about coaching. I understand. At the same time, simultaneously, the players have to execute. They got to do a better job, but we got to draw up more threes. If we're playing against a team like Dallas that you know has a lot of firepower, match the intensity, get on their level, and you know what? If you're not hitting your threes, if you're not hitting them at the rate that they are, they took double the amount of shots. And they're getting wide-open looks. Take the threes. That's the type of league that we're in right now. You got to take the threes, and you got to... And if you don't execute, at least you're going down swinging. Let's see how many points freaking Kyrie Irving had today. <laughs> Kyrie and Luka combined to score 82 points. Luca had twelve assists. He was plus twenty from the field, seven for thirteen from three. Irving was six for eight from three, and Bullock was five for ten from three i also I also found it kind of funny because I'm thinking to myself, if Christian Wood is doing really well, why isn't he out there? Why is Powell playing? And I guess somebody told me in the chat that Jason Kidd loves going to to Powell. And he always wondered that same thing too because Christian Wood can be a really good player. I don't know why I'm talking about the Dallas Mavericks like that. But I think, well, actually, this is why. Because I also noticed that Jason Kidd has some flaws in his games for coaching and he actually almost cost his team. He almost cost those starters because the bench today, when you look at it, Okay, Holiday was minus sixteen. Hardaway was minus twenty-one. Even though I just praised Christian Wood, he only played fourteen minutes and he was minus twenty-one. But that's because Tyrese Maxey was going on that run. So the Mavericks almost shot themselves in the foot from a coaching staff perspective. But the Sixers also just when when the game was given to them on the slow on a silver platter. Doc Rivers was like, "We're just going to keep him beat out for more minutes." And that can't happen. I got to bang that drum. I have to bang that drum, man. Disgusting. And sickening, seriously. Really, really sickening. They had a nine-man rotation today. And yet... They're able to outscore you. And 126 points should be enough, but not against this team. It doesn't matter how many points you put up against them because they're just going to outscore you. This was the type of team that the Houston Rockets were supposed to be, except they're even better. They're putting up threes at a historical rate and they're knocking down their shots. If that's a part of their brand, you need to shoot more threes and you also have to do a better job at guarding the perimeter. And that's why you lost. That's exactly why you lost. And I know it's a bat to bat, but there's no excuse, man. There's no excuse. I can't stay. I-, I still have the picture of Doc Rivers just with his hands, like, folded, like, there. Like, come on! Make adjustments in the game, man! A team that put up 38 points in the first quarter, 33 in the second quarter, and 39 in the third quarter Match the intensity. Even if the players aren't playing well, you gotta you know, you gotta go with your guts. I don't think he I don't even know if he has a gut, to be honest with you. I really don't. I question his decision making a lot of the time. And even though I said that Embiid didn't even have a good game today, and the box score will tell you that, that he had a that he had a pretty good game, he looked lost out there in the fourth quarter. And you know why? The reason why is because Doc put him back in really, really late. And there's a difference when you're only down by four points than when you're only down by nine points. Because now the starters that are coming back out there, they're getting right back into a rhythm. They're getting right back on track, and you're, just, you're taking your foot off the gas pedal and you're playing around with fire. And you can't do that against a team that, you know, has three guys that can shoot the ball from three. They actually really have more guys, but those three guys were all that they needed tonight. So that's why that this is frustrating to me, because I've I've seen this team put it together so many times and they can score. But you got to play, you got to play to your opponent's level and you got to do it better than they can and he didn't do that tonight. You gave up 39 points, and you know how many points you scored in that third quarter? 24. That's why you lost. That's the reason why you lost. And you were lucky that Jason Kidd literally left the bench out there as long as he did, and you were so lucky that you were able to come back in that game. You just shot yourself, though, in the foot because you didn't match their intensity. You didn't put in the starters like when they did, and you gave Embiid a disadvantage there, and that's why he—that's one of the main reasons why he struggled in that fourth quarter, because he was not happy. Now Embiid has to be engaged, and he has to do better. I'm not telling you that that's Doc's fault because Embiid has to have that mindset. But two things can be true: put Embiid back in there. Put Jalen McDaniels on Luka Doncic. And if they just don't compete at a high level, okay. That's not your fault. That's on the players. Just got to put them in a the good position to win. Maybe they'll bounce back against Milwaukee. That would be really nice. Again, I'm not giving up on this team because I would never do that. But I literally give you the emotion My job right now is to give you, like, my raw emotion and my raw takes on what I think went well and what I think didn't go so well tonight with this team. And there were a lot of bad things that I took away. They played really well in the first two quarters. They did. Embiid and Harden actually had a really good first quarter. And then it just just went down a rabbit hole, and the Sixers came up empty at the end. But hopefully on Saturday night, they'll do a better job. That's going to be a big test for me. The Milwaukee game is going to be a test. Tonight wasn't really as much of a test for me because I knew that Dallas, I I figured that Dallas was going to win. But Saturday night, I want to see what Joel is truly, truly made of because this is going to be a big game. You know, you're, Battling with the team that's ahead of you in the Eastern Conference. Giannis and B, that's always a great rivalry. How does how do they respond? How do they respond from this? That's what I'm gonna be looking for. All right, let's see if anybody's in here in the chat. If anybody else has something to say. I think we're gonna cut it a little bit short tonight. That's what I think that we're gonna do. But yeah, not such a good game tonight. And it happens. You're not always going to have great games. But I just feel like I'm breaking the same. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm ringing the bell like over and over and over again when I talk about just the adjustments or the lack of adjustments. It does matter. It matters a whole bunch. And my biggest fear is that when it comes to playoff time, that the same mistakes are going to be made and Joel's not going to play. Like 38 minutes like he should be. You got to get by without Embiid, and Embiid does have to get rest, but you got to put him in there to play. If he's your best option, you got to play him. So, easier said than done, but at the same time, it's just we have to bang the table. We do. Alright, that's going to wrap things up here. My name is Jason Joseph. This is Play by Play with JJ, even though this was our post-game show for the Sixers game. We'll be back at it on Saturday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time for another Sixers game, and then we'll be on Sunday for a Flyers game. We'll be doing the Flyers game on Sunday. Really looking forward to that. And uh, Philly's games are going to be coming up pretty soon, too. So the, once the regular season starts, we're going to be really busy. So looking forward to it, and I can't wait to catch up with you all on the next one. All right, have a great night, and I will catch you all on Saturday. Peace.